Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1904. Caffeine and Athletic Performance, Everything You Need to Know by Aidan Muir of idealnutrition.com.au. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, happy Monday and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily. This is where I read to you from some of the best health and fitness blogs on the web, kind of like an ongoing audiobook, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. And now I'm sure you're excited to hear all about the potential health effects of caffeine. So let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Caffeine and Athletic Performance, Everything You Need to Know by Aidan Muir of idealnutrition.com.au. Caffeine can be found in lots of commonly consumed beverages and foods, and it's no secret that it delivers an energy hit. Not as common knowledge, however, is the way it can actually improve athletic performance. Caffeine is derived from a range of nuts, seeds, and leaves and acts as an adenosine receptor antagonist throughout the body. It increases the production of adrenaline, pushing your body into that fight-or-flight mode. Over the years, caffeine has been shown to enhance athletic performance with the bulk of these benefits thought to be due to its effect on the central nervous system, particularly the reduced perception of effort and enhanced motor unit recruitment. Caffeine's usefulness as an ergogenic aid is widely recognized and has been observed in a range of modalities, including both endurance and power-based activities. It is commonly assumed that caffeine is only beneficial for endurance athletes and does not provide any benefits for strength and power. While it is slightly less relevant for strength and power athletes, there is evidence that high dosages of caffeine can help improve one rep max performance and power in general. Dose is important. Studies have provided varying results when it comes to defining what's an effective dose to improve performance, and there is definitely variation amongst individuals. The current consensus is that a broad range of three to six milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight is the gold standard for performance. This should be timed 30 to 60 minutes before the event. If using something that's more quickly absorbed, like caffeinated gum, 
then this range should be reduced to 15 to 30 minutes. Endurance athletes can often find benefits throughout that range and sometimes even slightly lower. There may also be benefits for endurance athletes utilizing small dosages later on in races as well, rather than just before the start. Dosages such as 1 to 3 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram body weight. Strength and power athletes often benefit more from higher dosages such as 5 to 6 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram body weight. For a lot of people, this is quite a bit of caffeine, and it would be recommended to be cautious with this high of a dosage if you've not previously had anywhere near that amount. And if this amount causes any detriments to your performance, like gastrointestinal distress, then the cons likely outweigh the pros, regardless of the outcomes in the research. Higher doses than this typically do not provide any further improvement. In some cases, they may even result in poorer performance than lower doses. Essentially, you should aim to find the dosage that is most effective for you personally while minimizing their risk of negative side effects such as increased heart rate, tremors, gastrointestinal symptoms, and headaches. Can you just drink coffee? A food-first approach is often appealing. In a lot of cases, I encourage a food-first approach where possible. For caffeine, it is tricky though. One aspect of complexity is the volume that could be required to reach the required amount. Coffee is generally 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. Based on this, if you weighed 80 kilograms and aimed for the 5 milligrams of caffeine per kilogram body weight, that would mean you would need to consume 400 milligrams of caffeine. This would be equivalent to roughly four cups of coffee. So if you drank regular coffees, that would be a lot of liquid to consume. Alternatively, if you only had one coffee, you would be having a suboptimal amount of caffeine. But to add more complexity, the caffeine content of coffee is extremely variable. One study from the Gold Coast identified that an espresso from different coffee shops could range from 25 milligrams to 214 milligrams of caffeine. That's insane. This type of variability is not exactly the issue you want to have if you're trying to optimize your caffeine content. You can use coffee. It just may lack a level of preciseness. How does caffeine help? One hypothesis that's been discussed is that the performance benefits from caffeine might be because of increased fatty acid utilization during exercise. If caffeine could increase fat utilization during exercise, it would allow glycogen or stored sugar to be used at a lower rate and spared for later in events. This was hypothesized to be the mechanism by which endurance activities were improved. By the mid-1990s though, it became clear that this mechanism was not the only explanation for improved performance. The fat mobilizing and glycogen sparing effects are not necessarily that consistent in the research. Even in those who do respond to caffeine by releasing more fat into the blood, the effect may be minimal and may only last for 10 to 15 minutes. Performance increases are also seen in both responders and non-responders to caffeine-stimulated fat release. Caffeine is also beneficial for shorter performances that are not limited by glycogen, which would not be explainable by this mechanism either. More likely, the majority of the benefits from caffeine occur due to antagonistic interactions with adenosine receptors in the central and peripheral nervous systems. At a minimum, this can reduce the perceived level of effort that's occurring during exercise. And as a result of this, this can allow people to push harder. Beyond the reductions in perceived effort, caffeine can also directly increase central drive in the central nervous system, 
which can explain some of the direct performance improvements. One example of this is that it can improve muscle contractions via the release of calcium within the cell, which explains improvements in things like lifting, sprinting, and vertical jump performance. Caffeine tolerance. The topic of caffeine tolerance is pretty complex. At this stage, the research seems mixed. But the current consensus seems to be that, one, high habitual intake of caffeine does seem to reduce the benefit of caffeine when consumed for performance purposes. Two, consuming a slightly higher amount of caffeine than usual intake could potentially offset this issue. Three, if habitual intake is very high, it probably doesn't make sense to go higher than that level. Four, the concept of withdrawing caffeine leading up to competition and then reintroducing it has theoretical merit, but the research that's available at this stage has not shown it to consistently provide any noticeable benefit. And five, ideally, regular caffeine intake should be less than three grams of caffeine per kilogram body weight per day, which seems to mitigate all of these issues come competition day. Downsides of caffeine. While there are a lot of benefits to caffeine, there are also some downsides too. The most commonly cited downside is the impact on sleep. Once ingested, caffeine is slowly metabolized or degraded in the liver with a half-life of three and a half to five hours. That means that half the original caffeine remains in the blood after three and a half to five hours. And then in the next three and a half to five hours, only 25% of the original amount is left and so forth. So, there can still be trace amounts 24 hours after ingestion. There is a lot of individual variation within this though, but this knowledge can still be useful since a lot of people think caffeine will be out of their system completely by the time they go to sleep. A good rule of thumb is to avoid large amounts of caffeine after 12 p.m. This can be tricky to balance. For example, what if you have an event late in the evening? Sometimes it makes sense to make the trade-off for better performance. But for training on a consistent basis, The benefits of quality sleep outweigh the benefits of caffeine. The other two main downsides are gastrointestinal distress and anxiety or jitters associated with caffeine. Gastrointestinal distress is pretty individual, but if caffeine provides a 1-3% to performance boost, that can be outweighed by performance loss associated with GI symptoms. Anxiety and jitters could also outweigh the performance boost. In some cases, it could make sense either not to utilize caffeine or use the lowest effective dose. Summary. While caffeine is commonly utilized, it is still relatively underrated. It seems like most people use it to get that energy hit that comes alongside it. This includes that wakefulness and alertness we feel. The reason it is underrated though is because people are often not particularly strategic with their timing or dosages. And it also is not necessarily common knowledge that it can directly improve performance beyond simply reducing perceived effort. You just listened to the post titled Caffeine and Athletic Performance, Everything You Need to Know by Aidan Muir of idealnutrition.com.au. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I've shared this with you before. My go-to before a workout is half a banana, some water, and a cup of plain black coffee. I usually consume this about one hour before my workout. After much trial and error, I found this seems to improve my workout performance. But as today's author Aiden said, what may work for me may not work for you. In fact, most studies on the topic of caffeine find that depending on who we study, people react very differently to it. What we can say is that when we consume caffeine in the form of coffee or tea, it may not only improve athletic performance, but may prevent some chronic diseases too. Diseases like type 2 diabetes, certain forms of cancer, dementia and Alzheimer's, and even cardiovascular disease. How much coffee, for example, will we need to consume each day to prevent these long-term diseases? Well, most studies have found that about three to four cups of plain coffee can help achieve these health benefits. And of course, try and limit the amount of cream and sugar we add to our coffee to really achieve these benefits. All right, that'll do it for the Monday episode. I hope you have a great start to your week and I'll be back here tomorrow as usual where your optimal life awaits.